as he continues on, there's another test that you can be given. And I told you when we started this, and it's on the screen every week, it's not just a catchy tagline, it is the reason why John wrote this letter, but you are to believe that Jesus is the Christ, you are to obey him because he is God, and you are to love others as God loves them. And this is another test to see if your faith is genuine, how you love other people. And all three of those answers that you guys gave really connects to what John is saying, and so you're on the right track. Let me read you a couple verses from 1 John 2, 7 through 11. We won't go through all, all the way through 11 quite yet, but let's just start in verse 7. He says this, Beloved, I am writing to you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you, which is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Now, if you are reading this and you're actually paying attention to it, you're not just going through it and just kind of getting the words out of the way so you can say that you actually read the Bible. But if you're actually reading it, this passage is a little weird because he says, I'm giving you an old commandment that you had from the beginning. At the same time, it is a new commandment. Which one is it? Is it old or is it new? I don't know. You just told me two different things. Old and new aren't the same, right? What is he talking about here? What exactly is the old commandment? He's saying, you know the new commandment that you knew from the beginning. What if I don't know what you're talking about? What if my idea of the commandment that I have from the beginning is different from the person next to me? What if it's different from what John is saying here in the Bible? What exactly is going on here? That is what the questions that you would be asking if you're paying attention to the questions that I was asking as I was studying it. And what is the beginning? The beginning of time? The beginning of my relationship with Christ? The beginning of the Bible? What is it? And so studying through this, it, it's actually meant to be a little bit unclear because you are to see that there could be a little bit of a dual meaning in all of those answers. Let's first look at it. The old commandment. What is this old commandment? That John is talking about. I'm writing to you nothing new but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment, you could say, would be love your neighbor as yourself. That's actually found in Leviticus. So it is way back when in the Old Testament, in the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. That is there. It's present, first shows up in Leviticus. Love your neighbor as yourself. In this context that John is talking about, checking to make sure your salvation is real... You could also see that he's actually saying, when you came to believe the Lord Jesus as your Savior. That is a commandment. Jesus commands, trust in me, believe in me, that I am the Son of God. That is a command. It's, a, it's an invitation, but it's also a command. It's a commandment to believe in the Lord Jesus as your Savior. So which one is it? I, I think he's tending to lean into believe in the Lord as your Savior. But I think there is space to understand that he's also talking about love your neighbor as yourself. Because of the context of this passage, which we'll get into in a second. What begin is he talking about? Well, he could be talking about Old Testament time because that commandment was given in Leviticus. Or he could be talking about when your relationship with Christ began. I think it, it depends on which angle you're looking at this. And again, I don't think you're wrong if you take either perspective. I tend to think that what he's talking about is the old commandment is believe in the Lord Jesus as your Savior. And the beginning of that commandment is when you came to know him and your relationship with Christ began. So it's the commandment to believe in Christ. And then the relationship beginning is when that time began. That's what I think that he's kind of getting at here. So your relationship with Jesus starts, you believed in the Lord, that was the commandment you followed, 
and then you were to do something with that. And again, you can see the old commandment, if you take the other angle of it, I've given you evidence for both here. The old commandment is that love your neighbor as yourself. Well, Jesus said this in Matthew 22. Jesus himself taught by the law and the prophets were all summed up in the law to love God and one's neighbor. And he says the whole summation of the commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus taught that, so that's not far off. The Apostle Paul also said in Galatians 5.14, the entire law is summed up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. So again, like I said, you can take this from either angle, and I think you can see why in either way, where he's going with this, the thought is, is that the commandment is, essentially, you're getting to the point where you need to treat others with the love of Christ. That's what we're trying to get you to, love others the way that Christ loves you. Now, the other confusing part about this is, how can it be new? He said, the old commandment is what you have heard, but at the same time, it is a new commandment. Which one is it? Jesus himself said, this is the new commandment that I give to you, that you love your neighbor or you love others as I have first loved you. Now, this is an interesting one. That's from John 13, 34. This is interesting. Why is it new? What is fresh about this? Because again, the commandment to love others as yourself is not new. So even Jesus himself says, this is the new commandment that I give you. Is Jesus rewriting things here? What's going on? The reason that it is new is because that Jesus himself is the only, and he was the first person to ever live out that commandment perfectly. To love others and to do it in a way that is God-honoring. Nobody else has ever done that. So when Jesus comes along and says, I give you a new commandment because I'm loving others perfectly... And the new command that I give you is to love others as I have loved you and to lay down your life as I'm laying down my life for you. He's fulfilling that command perfectly. He's the only one to ever do that. And so, as I wrote down on here, the law of love was established by Jesus because his entire life he loved other people all the way to the point of death on the cross. Now he's commanding us to love others in that same way. And it's a whole new depth of meaning when you understand that Jesus loves you and he's loved other people in such a sacrificial way. He's calling you to be self-sacrificing as well. He's calling you to lay down your life the way that he laid down his. To lay down your rights as he lays down his rights. And I think it's interesting to me that that's what Paul, or excuse me, that John is talking about, that it's new. It's not new in that we've never heard this before because we've, heard Jesus say this, but it's new in that nobody else has ever been able to live it out perfectly until Jesus came along. And now that he has done it, and he has died for us, and he's risen, and he lives within us, there's something fascinating that happens. He says in verse 8, at the same time, it's a new commandment that I'm writing to you, which is true in him, so it's true in Jesus, and here's the crazy part, and in you. So, so Jesus fulfilled it perfectly, and now that ability to carry that out is also in you. Jesus' self-sacrificing love is now something that you are able to do as well. You're able to reflect the light that Christ brought into the world. You're able to lay down your life and your interests for the interests of other people in the way that Christ did. 
I think this is fascinating. I, I don't really understand how this really works, that, that Jesus could do such a thing, but that he would then come inside of me and he would change me to want to lay down my life because I don't naturally want to do that. There's something supernatural about this, that Jesus would change me in such a way that I would start to reflect the light and the love that he has shown to me. That's why the, the Christian life, why Paul is connecting your salvation to the way that you treat other people. He's saying, listen, once you're saved, you're going to start to love God's people. It's going to happen. Something's going to happen in you where you're going to start to love others. It's because you're coming to the realization of how you've been loved by a holy God. So, so this love is in him first, and then he passes it on into you. Because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. When he says that, the passing away of the darkness and the light shining are happening at the same time. They're continually going on. They're events that are always happening. So th the darkness is being pushed back and the light is going out. That's happening right this very second. It's always happening. The darkness is continuing to push back. How is it happening? The answer is, is that when Christ comes into your life and you're, you are transformed by his love, it transforms the way you treat other people. And the way that you treat other people pushes back the darkness. You actually bring light into a dark place. I, I don't want to be overly, um, like, cliche, but, but so often people, I mean, the three examples we just had from be Christ-like to be nice to your siblings to love that's exactly what you're told. Love other people. Like you're a follower of Jesus. Aren't you supposed to love other people? It really is kind of that simple. But, but the big truth that I, don't want you to, that I don't want you to miss is that when you treat people with the Christ-like love that you've been shown by God, you begin to actively push back darkness. I, I, I thought of it this way is that I think a lot of times we are often carrying around a sign that people can read they can read your body language. You know, I think, um, you know, the, uh, the whole, like, AirPod things, and I have some, you know, so it's not like I'm, I'm knocking AirPods. But I think it's funny. You know, we've gone from um, having, you know, big old ear, like, big old headphones like this to then you had, like, the little wire ones. And then you've got these where you can't even tell that they're in somebody's ear. But if you approach somebody with AirPods on, and especially the pros that are like noise canceling, you almost feel like they are wearing a sign that says, I am in my own little world, don't bother me, right? You know, like the headphones like this, and you can see a guy vibing, you know, you could, he's like, oh yeah, he's got, he's got the bass pumping, he's really going, you can kind of get like, okay, he's doing something, I won't bother him, but I, I, I like what you're doing there. Then you could see, like, the, the white-corded, like, earbuds, and you were like, oh, okay, like, you're listening to something. Like, maybe you would tap on their shoulder, but you almost felt like it was awkward or you were, like, interrupting something they were doing. When you see someone with AirPods on, it's like, yo, you're in, like, the zone. Don't mess with this person, right? Like, just, they are wearing the sign of, I am too busy, don't talk to me. That, that, maybe that's not what you intend to show with your AirPods, but that's pretty much... When I put mine into Starbucks, I am totally telling people, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I'm busy here. That, that's kind of the sign that I'm putting. Now, unless it's one of you guys, then you're totally welcome. So, so here's what I think happens, okay? I think we walk around in life, whether it's AirPods or whatever, we walk around life with the way that we carry ourselves, and we signal to other people different messages. With our body language, a lot of times with our words, a lot of times with the way that we treat other people, but we wear signs that transmit messages to other people. 
Here's one that I think is often. I think we wear this sign. We just walk around all day like this. I just got, ain't got time for that, man. I just got to go. You know, there's some people who are stressed, okay? There are some people who are just like, you know what? I just can't, I just can't deal with it right now. I can't deal with you. I'm busy. My life is very, very, very hectic, okay? I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So I'm busy. Maybe this is you. Maybe you're the person who runs around and you've got your plans and you got to get them done and Man, Lord be with anybody who gets in your way because you are a freight train and you're just going to plow through whatever it is because you got stuff to get done. You're that kind of person. You're just busy. Maybe that's a sign you wear. I'm always busy. I don't know. Maybe that's yours. Maybe you got another one. I, I wrote down a bunch. Maybe you got this one. You got one that says this. You can't read or you can't read my writing. It just says, you're annoying me. You ever know those people? They wear that face. Your sister, oh man, oh, shots fired. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's not like that. No, 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 really. No, I mean, you could have some people who say, listen, you're annoying me. You know, you walk up to them and you're trying to have a conversation, and the moment that you do, they just kind of go, You know, you know what I'm talking about? It's like the eye rolling, and it's like, you are so annoying. Get out of my life. Some people are really not that good at hiding it. Some people, some of you guys will just flat out tell people, you're annoying, leave, okay? That's called being blunt. Um, maybe some of you guys have that spiritual gift. I don't know if it's spiritual or if it's uh, demonic, but whatever. Um, you probably have ever been around these people who says, you're annoying me, okay? I'm going to put this away because otherwise it's going to roll. Here's another one. I'm here, and nobody cares, and I am so sad, so upset. Now, some people walk around with this sign because, A, they're, let's just be honest, they're looking for a little bit of attention, right? I mean, we're honest. Some people want to get attention because they're sad. Some people walk around carrying this sign because they want everybody to know that they've been hurt by that person and they want them to feel bad. That's called passive aggressive. Big, big words. Maybe you can get that later. Um, but some people walk around this whole, like, I'm sad thing. You know, shoulders are hunched. <sighs> the world just isn't right ever. And these people are tough to be around. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, and I know some people like this. It's just always bad. They watch way too much Fox News. They got to turn that off, and they just think the world is always going to burn, okay? And they just got to get out of that bubble and just realize that God's on the throne. Okay, sorry. Whew, that's personal. Um, you know, sometimes people just walk around like this, and they communicate that, okay? There's one. Here's another one. Maybe you wear this one. Maybe this is your sign. There's a lot of laughter going on, but you wear the sign, I am angry, you know how that goes. You start kicking things, and you just, and there's a lot of grunting, a lot of fury, maybe a vein pops out of the neck. But you clearly are communicating to other people, I am angry. Don't mess with me. I ain't happening. It's not happening today. I don't want to deal with that. Okay? Maybe that's your sign. Now, this one is not to be confused with the first one, um, that you're annoying or anything like that. But it could be this one. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. 
This one could be when you are a combination of sad, angry, hungry, depressed, or whatever, and somebody genuinely reaches out with a, can- a hand of compassion, and you just say, don't bother me. Because you're closed off, and you don't really want to have somebody deal with the stuff that you are dealing with. You don't really want anybody to talk about it. You don't want to unpack it. You really don't want to be vulnerable, so don't bother me. That, that's your sign, right? Just don't bother me. Now, in any of those signs, who is the key player in all of those? It's always me. I am sad. Don't bother me. I am busy. Uh, you are annoying me. I mean, that has kind of something to do with the other person, but really it comes down to how I perceive annoyance. So in all of those things, it all centers around me. This is what I want you guys to leave with tonight. As believers in Christ to follow the commandment, to love others as Christ has loved us. This is the only sign that we should carry. This is the sign that people should see when we walk up to them or as we carry ourselves wherever we go, this is what they should see. Just showing them with our body language, with our actions, with our words, that you matter. You matter to me. You matter to God, ultimately. And because you matter to God, you matter to me. Because God loves you, and he sent his son to die for your sin, and he wants you to know him. That's towards the unbeliever. To the believer, you say, man, God died for your sin. He is your savior, and he loves you so much. And so because he loves you so much, and you are my brother or my sister in Christ, you matter to me. This, this is the sign that every believer should be carrying as they approach other people. But be honest with yourself. Do, do people really get that perception from you? Or do they think, man, they, they've got a lot going on. I don't, I don't know. They're just so busy with their stuff that I don't know if they really want me to talk with them right now. No, the, the believer should be saying to others, you matter. Let me finish with this thought. I'm going to skip ahead and we'll, we'll save the rest of this passage for next week. I'm going to end with this quote. I love this quote. Oh, sorry, I'm, I know I'm skipping around back on him. But here, here's what it says. The more a Christian gets wrapped up in himself, concentrating on the cultivation of his or her own character, the less clearly he will see the light. At that point, The Christian has become self-centered, and it will not be long before self-love takes over, and the greatest enemy of real love is self-love. Let me say that again. The greatest enemy of real love, showing love towards other people, is just focusing on loving yourself. That will damage your ability to love others. So what sign are you going to carry as you leave here? Who are you going to represent? Because you're representing Christ. We talked about this last week. Being a disciple is just being like Jesus. You're representing him. You're pushing back the darkness. And the way that you push back the darkness is carrying around the, the, the sign and communicating to other people, hey, you matter to God. So you matter to me. And showing people that they matter to you. Listen to them. Care for them. Be there for them. I mean, if you want to go super, super Hallmark card on this, do something nice for them. I mean, it's that simple. 
but you do that because Christ sacrificed and did things for you. So you see the value that Christ puts on that person, and you say, I value that person as well. They matter. So what's your sign going to say? What's your sign going to say as you walk out of here tonight and you're going to, ah, don't talk to me. And hopefully as you walk out of here with other people, you would be in living in such a way with each other that you're telling each other, hey, you matter to God and you matter to God and you matter to God and you matter to me. And the way that we treat each other would reflect that. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you again for this time. Uh, thank you for the students who are here. And I just pray that you would continue to draw us closer to you, to act more like you, to be like you in the way that you treat people, the way that you love others, the way that, the way that you sacrifice, the way that you give yourself up, you lay down your life and you give up your rights for the good of others. God, may we reflect you in that and show others in our community, show others in our church, show others in our own homes the message that they matter to you, therefore they matter to us. God, that's what we want to show the other people. It's the commandment that you drive home to us as believers, that we should show others the love that you have shown us. So God, help us with this. Empower us to do it. And may we push back the darkness as we reach out and love others. We reflect the light that first shone into a dark when you came here to dwell with us. So God, we thank you for this and we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Next week, it's reach night. Bring some friends. It'll be 8.30 next week is when we end. 6.30 to 8.30. Have a good week.